a new year's upon us, and the idea of resolutions may pale in comparison to praying that 2022 will be better, that life will be less hard, there will be less tears, and hope will be restored. What role do you play in your healing process anyway? In today's episode, I'll share how a middle school Christmas play reminded me of how far I've come and how you can make progress in your grief journey too. Get something to take notes on as I share three actions to take now to keep you close to God during grief. Hey friend, welcome to the Grief to Great Day podcast. I'm Steph Cabanis, Southern by choice, wife, turtle triathlete, Jesus follower, and fellow traveler in the journey of grief. Right now you may be feeling like you're losing your mind. You might be surrounded by people, but feel all alone because not everyone understands the pain and sadness you're dealing with. You want to be the you you were before they died, but have no idea how to get there. I know, because I've been there. So if you're ready to understand how grief affects you, rebuild your faith, and take just one step towards healing, then get into a comfortable place, even if that's your bed right now, turn off all distractions, and let's get started. Girl, there's hope for your future. Hey, my friend. I'm so glad you're joining me today. Well, Christmas Day is over, and I bet you're glad. <laughs> it's kind of a relief um, when you're going through grief, and at least the big holiday is over. You still have to look towards the new year, and you might be in a place where you're like, yeah, this this is the year that things are going to get better, or and you might be right in the beginning and, and think it's never going to get better. Either way, it's going to get better, I promise. Um, the important question that I have for you today is where do you stand with God right now? I want to tell you a story and I'm going to relate it to how you can stay close to God while grieving. And that doesn't sound like it should be difficult, but it seems like in our harder times in life, our confusing times, we pull away from God instead of going to him. So if you're wondering if that's not normal, it's normal, we're human, but it's probably not the best thing to do. All right, so an, one evening before Christmas, my husband and I sat in a middle school gym, and they were having their annual Christmas concert. So picture it, we're walking into an, it's an older school, so the old wood, locker room smell, it kind of brought back memories of when I was a student in middle school many years, many decades ago. Um, students were nervous, you could tell, and <laughs> and there were lots of mistakes. Honestly, some of those songs were unrecognizable, but Christmas decorations framed the gym, and, and the children were dressed in greens and reds and, and whites, and parents and grandparents were sitting on those hard wooden bleachers, phone in hand, like leaned in to take pictures and videos of their kids. So it was a traditional holiday event, and parents laughed when mistakes were made, but there was also an extreme appreciation for what was occurring. You see, the students hadn't gotten their instruments until August, which was four months prior, and while their level of mastery wasn't the greatest, it really wasn't, <laughs> their commitment to try was. I'm not a parent or grandparent to any of those kids, 
but we were there to support a friend's son. My husband and I played Name That Tune to get us through some of the <laughs> tougher spots, but the hard work of the students and of the faculty, it wasn't lost on us. I sat there and I just felt gratitude just to be there, to listen to some of my favorite songs like Oh Holy Night and Christmas Bells and to feel nothing but happiness. Man, when I was going through the hardest part of my grief, going to a gathering like that with a lot of people who were focused on chatting and laughing and have a great time, having a great time, that would have been too overwhelming. And on top of it, during a holiday season, oh, heck no, I just wouldn't have gone. I struggled to just show up to work every day. But I'm reminded that with God, we're given more than the happiness we feel at events or when things are going well. We have a deeper joy. I'm not trying to play semantics here. There's a difference. Real joy and real peace, the kind you can't explain, are only from God. And when you go through grief and every day you feel the tears falling and you hurt more than you don't, having a sense of that peace in your heart makes all the difference when it comes to going on or giving up. Now you can have hurt and still have faith. You can have hurt and still have some peace. You can still cry and have a sense of inner joy. This moment in time, sitting in the gym, is in stark contrast with where I thought I would end up. Y'all, I still get emotional. <laughs> and here's a laugh because that's what I do <laughs> about where I am now because I can't believe how different it is. I never thought I could be happy again, but God and yes, you'll hear me say that a lot because he put the right people, the right resources and experiences together to help me get to the other side of my pain, but not the same. I have greater purpose now. So how do you get to that place then? If real joy and peace are so important and right now you feel none of either or you feel nothing, how do you get there? How do you show up for daily life and just live without the heaviness in your heart? I think you have to become those students at the middle school. You have to show up without worrying about perfection. You have to show up and play something right now for you. It's grief. You don't know how to. You don't have to be perfect and you don't even have to be good. You just have to show up. So when it comes to grief, showing up looks different as you move forward. In the beginning, showing up means creating a non-negotiable for yourself. Just one thing. One thing you will do every day, no matter what. So if you do nothing else in the day, and, and that can happen, nothing else in a day, you do this one thing. For me, taking a shower each day was mine. And some days it took half a day and everything I had to walk up the steps and get into the shower. It was a goal and a victory and something I could gauge my progress on. In the beginning, it was such hard work. I remember going to a grief group, even though I'm not a group kind of person. I was just scared that the grief would take me over. So I tried to do all the things I could do 
to combat that. The first meeting was in a house. So we sat on couches, had drinks and cookies, and the leader was incredibly kind and welcoming. There's about eight of us, with all of us experiencing a different grief. One girl had just been married for a few months when her husband died. One woman lost a grown child. All of our stories were different, but the pain on our faces was very similar. The meeting began, and all we had to do was introduce ourselves. That's it. No pressure. Just just introduce yourself. Well, as soon as she said that, I felt panic and fear. And instead of just saying my name, I said, with many tears, I have to pass. Who passes on giving their name? I could have used my words to say my name. But I was just so out of my depth and overwhelmed. I didn't, I didn't even want to say my name. Then I hated that moment because I was embarrassed and felt stupid on top of everything else. And I didn't want to go back the next week. The nameless person came back. But even though I was a hot mess, I showed up. So what is that non-negotiable for you? Is it getting out of the bed? And I just need to throw this out there and say to you that staying in the bed, though it may help in the moment, Long-term, it's going to make it harder for you to get out of the bed. So even if you sit on the couch all day, try to get out of that bed. If it's too much to think about doing the daily right now, then just have a certain number of days a week that you will not stay in the bed. Remember, regardless of how small the step, it's important just to take one. Now, here are three more actions to help you show up in the moment. You're going to hear me talk about these three a lot because they're going to help you in grief, in life after grief. And yes, there is such a thing. And most importantly, in your relationship with God, these steps don't have to be big or perfect or even pretty, but you have to try. The big three are pray, read, and rise. Now, if you were running to get a piece of paper and a pen, I'm going to say them again. Pray, read, and rise. Pray. God desires communication with you, even if it's full of questions or accusations. He can handle whatever you have, and let's face it, He already knows. It's just important for you to stay in communication and draw closer to Him instead of putting it off until I feel better or... I can make the prayer sound less sad or less mad or less bad. No, just pray. All your prayer has to be is honest. Number two, read. Read your Bible. Get in the Word. It's powerful. If it's five minutes a day, if it's three minutes a day, and you understand only half of what you read, I really went after God and I bought Bible studies on heaven and faith and grief and anything that I didn't understand in those hard moments. I learned of God's character and you need to do the same so that you are reminded that he is with you and he won't ever forsake you. And he will redeem this pain you feel now. All right, so pray and read. And number three is rise. Get up, girl. Walk around the house one lap right now. Did you get up? 
<laughs> I'm waiting a second for our stragglers because I would have been a straggler. The movement is good for the body and the mind. You don't have to set big goals, but take a few steps towards your healing. It's symbolic of your desire to move forward. If you want to go outside and breathe some fresh air, look at the sky, even better. And you don't have to admire it or thank God for it. Just look at it. It's not the time that goes by that is healing. It's what you do with that time that's going to take you in a positive or a negative direction. Take you closer to God or further away for, from Him. This is important to set you up for rebuilding the rest of your life. Prayer, reading, and rising will help you stay close to God, build your faith, and arrive on the other side of grief sooner. Alrighty then, now it's time for your action step. Remember these actions you take. They're going to determine your destination. We're going to call them journey works because this is your journey and these are the works you have to do in your journey. And I say work because during grief, that's what it feels like. It's what everything feels like. Everything is work. So these are called journey works and this is the homework for your journey. These are the steps you need to take every day. Are you ready? All right. Number one, do at least one of the three steps I talked about. Pray, read, rise today. Don't, don't listen to this and say, yeah, that sounds good. I'm starting tomorrow. Do it today. And since we've been talking about non-negotiables, you could make one of these your non-negotiable if you wanted to. All right, your song of the day. Here's a beautiful song that talks about heaven. These words stood out to me, and, and I'm hoping they resonate with you too. Part of the song says, Washing away my sorrow and giving me faith to, giving me faith to follow a new tomorrow. I know you don't want to probably hear about a new tomorrow right now. I don't know, it kind of stings because it means that you have to move forward, and moving forward feels like you're leaving your loved one behind. So don't think about a whole lot of things. Just listen to the song. Shut your eyes and just listen to the music. It's by um, Chris Tomlin and it features Blessing Over. I hope I said that correctly. And the name of the song is called Tin Roof. I'm putting the link in the show notes. I also want to share my church with you. The current sermon series that we're listening to is called Joy and Lament. And our pastor shared the importance of hoping not in the outcome, but in the one who controls the outcome. Now, these two can be difficult words to hear, but if you're ready, and I'm not, I'm not going to push you too hard. I'm going to push you a little bit. I'm not going to push you too hard, though. You, you know what you're ready to do. I want you to step out of your comfort zone a little bit because you need to, but not to the point where it overwhelms you. So if you're ready, click on the link at the end of the podcast in the show notes again to listen to the sermon from um, December the 5th. Really, really good. I'd like to hear from you. I want to know how you are right now and what would be helpful to you. Are there topics that you'd like covered on the podcast or questions that we can answer? Any of those things, let us know. Now, to become part of the family, yes, you know, chosen family, go to grieftograatday.com, share your first name and your email. When you sign up, you'll get a free Journey Through Grief illustration. 
The illustration is going to help inform and encourage you, but it's also going to help you start those hard conversations with others so that they have a better understanding of your walk and your needs. We also have a Grief to Great Day community and other projects coming soon, so I want to be able to email you those updates. And we believe prayer is powerful, so we want to pray for you every day by name. I know you're going through a really hard time right now, but you don't have to go it alone. So I want to take a minute and share some resources with you. First, we have a book to inspire you. As you read about the unshakable faith of my best friend who passed away from cancer, regardless of her physical circumstances, she had faith in her healing and she was focused on God. She became bedridden. Her pain increased. Her swelling continued to take her body over and she struggled to breathe. But yet every day was a great day. Visit the website and click on the Dying to be Healed tab. Second, if you're thinking about joining a grief group, but you're not quite sure or you're not a group kind of person, soon we're going to offer a Journey Through Grief seminar. You're going to learn about five steps to get you through some of the hardest moments of your life through understanding the grief process, building your faith, and processing daily life. Now, if your heart is leading you to really dig into the healing process, we have a six-week support program called It's Grief, You're Not Crazy. You know why it's titled that, (laughs) because you feel like you're going crazy sometimes. So knowing what to expect will help you and your family members. It's Grief, You're Not Crazy will walk with you on the roller coaster ride you did not ask to be on. You're going to understand the grief process, the physical, emotional, and spiritual changes you're experiencing, practical help for daily life, and what I call the business of death, from going to the funeral home to going to the courthouse. You're going to learn what lies ahead with milestones such as birthdays and anniversaries to those unexpected breakdowns I call minefields and much more. The steps in the program are going to help you focus and move forward on healing with God at the forefront. Check out the website to read some of the testimonials of people who have gone through the program before. Alrighty, we are at the end of the podcast. And remember, the title was Three Actions to Take Now to Keep You Close to God During Grief. So take one, two, or all three of those actions, pray, read, and rise, and or make one of those your non-negotiable or find another one like getting out of bed or taking a shower like I did. Thanks for being here today. I hope today is a good day and I hope tomorrow's a good day as well because we're going to get to that great day. Join me next time for why I created the podcast. I kind of gave an introduction of how it started, but I want to begin to share the story of the book Dying to be Healed and how God gave me a heart to do this work. grief support was not something I grew up hoping to do because no one wants to go through what you have to to be able to do this work so join me for a little background on what my best friend went through and and the faith that she had and and how that really helped me in my journey but it also made it harder for me in my journey all right we'll see you next time thank you for being here today for showing up If this podcast has given you hope, encouragement, or helped you in any way, share it with a friend, either in a text or on your social platforms. Also, 
please subscribe, rate, and leave a written review on iTunes. It's a huge blessing for me to know that you're out there. Lastly, and this is important, you are not alone. Connect with me on the Grief to Great Day website, the link is below, and sign up for our free newsletters. I want to be able to pray for you by name. Remember, grief isn't something you're going to get over, but a great day is something you can get to.